up guys, Joe here, the guy who said time is a flat circle, and I'm here to recap UFC Fight Night, Cater versus Allen. I want to apologize for the oops, other side, <laughs> for the, the bear back on the wall. I have bad luck with this plates apparently. I'm not going to say if they're good or bad, but anyway, so enough talk though, and let's get to the fights. In our main event of the evening, we have a uh, Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen in a featherweight scrap. And I'm starting to get this weird feeling that featherweight is cursed. So first round, a little slow. Both dudes are trying to find their range, trying to str they're struggling to. Cater starts having success first, I felt like. But after having success for a moment, Arnold Allen just took it. Just took it all from him. And he was landing the bigger shots, he was landing the more shots, and he was... Uh, using very good movement like his movement was very good side to side and uh defensively and he was controlling the space with it i thought um it seemed like once he learned cater's timing he just kind of started getting able to run run away with it um there was some very interesting stuff going on though with the manipulation of how they both were trying to manipulate the open guard matchup cater was showing a really nice left hook over the top i, I always like that whenever you're facing a southpaw and uh, Arnold Allen was using a lead leg calf kick to kind of use to kind of judge his distance and step in because the jab is a little unreliable in the matchup uh, due to hand fighting and like hand checking. But it was Allen's it was Allen's footwork and speed that was really winning him the whole round and fight. Uh, this led at one point actually to Cater throwing out a lead flying knee. Uh, well, Allen sidesteps it and. Cater's trying to like adjust in midair to make sure it hits him as he's stepping out, and it causes him to land incorrectly or just painfully, I guess would be the better word, uh, on his right leg. Just, oh, you can tell it was hurt instantly. Allen was on top, trying to get an anaconda choke going, and you know that you knew that he was was in trouble. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, well, sadly, you know they go the round ends and. You know, Cater is saying he's fine, he's fine. Doctor even comes in, he's saying he's fine, he's fine. Uh, seven seconds into the second round, though. Uh, one low kick and that's it. He just can't put the weight on it. And it, it's bad. Um, Arnold Allen gets 10 straight wins, though. Um, and it's kind of rough seeing this division lacking statements from its top contenders. Um, you know, Yair had a title chance take a hit because Ortega suffered a shoulder injury in that fight. And then Emmett, who probably has, like, the biggest claim to her title shot, um, he had a controversial decision win over Cater. I, me, personally, and I know other people, if you disagree with, if you agree with the decision, I'm not saying that you're wrong for it, I'm just saying it's kind of a, a divisive decision um, against Cater. And so it's, we, we really want someone to just make that, like, no, I'm the man, I'm the guy, here I am, Volkanovski, don't fight Islam because it's me. I'm, I'm the number one guy. And um, we're kind of lacking that right now. And I, I, obviously, divisions will have their ups and downs. I'm not saying this is a down for the whole division. I'm just saying that it's kind of frustrating to see these top contenders not able to make that like statement win to like prove they're there. Um, it's definitely kind of hard. But if I were to, you know, me a matchmaker here, hire me, UFC, trust me, I, I can do the job. Uh, I, I wouldn't book Diaz Shemaev. That's how good I am. That's all I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> um, I hope we can make Josh Emmett and Arnold Allen. Um, I think at that point, like, okay, no one has this statement win, so we kind of have to start narrowing things down. I think Emmett has the best, you know, argument for it. And 
uh, Allen ten fight winning streak. It's kind of hard to disagree with, and I know people are going to go, "Well, who's he fought?" I mean, I, th- I think Dan Hooker was a solid win. Like the, you know, I know people are like, "Oh, he's mostly at lightweight," but he was he was good at featherweight back in the day, uh, which wasn't all that long ago. Really, it was less than ten years ago. Less than I think it was like six years ago, maybe maybe five even that he was at featherweight. And so I, I think that's a good one. Um, I also think that, uh, like the Yair one, I, I go, "Ooh, you just fought Max though. Like you're on a one fight winning streak. I don't know if I'm ready to like commit to you right now." Um, so I personally would want to see that. Um, honestly, although I've been really blown away with Arnold Allen's performances lately. Uh, obviously his last one was great. This one, it just ended bad, but his performance up to the point, I should say, was very, very good. Um, I I expected him to win. I expected him to kind of, but I expected him to pull away is what I should say. So I expected him to win, but I expected a slow start and he just pulls away. And we didn't really get that, um... Because he just kind of started, like, after, like, two minutes, he was like, oh, I got, I got the timing down. I, I got it now. It's over. And he just started kind of picking his spots and just had the movement and footwork. He looked fantastic out there against Cater, who I think is a very, very top uh, guy. I think he's easily top five in my mind. Let's move on to the next fight I wanted to talk about. Um, This was a fight I saw a lot of people talking about on Twitter. But uh, it was Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree. And, uh, man, I, I, I think this was a bad decision. So I know the memory of Sean O'Malley getting Christmas early is still fresh in our minds, right? And this one isn't as bad, I think. But I still, just because it's not as bad doesn't mean it's not bad. And that that's like my kind of thing here. Um, so first round, a lot of action, a lot of output from Jacoby, who's just throwing like these quantity of strikes. Khalil is launching the bigger bombs, but he's missing often, and he's somewhat headhunting. He throws, like, a low kick here and there, but he's mostly just headhunting, and Jacoby is, like, tagging, like, he's hand-trapping, or, like, he's hand-trapping the hands and, like, snapping in an elbow, Tony Ferguson-style Wing Chun stuff. Always love that. Always love hand traps. Uh, He's also, like, throwing multiple punches and combinations very well, and he's also attacking the body and attacking the legs even, you know, and um, I thought it was a good round for Jacoby. Uh, I, I mean, I'm scoring for him. I'm going to be devil's advocate. I could kind of understand the way someone thinks Khalil Roundtree won that round because they like the power more, I guess. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, second round. Um, Jacoby, he's taking more shots. His head movement is starting to slow down because his head movement was sublime and brilliant in the first round. But they just these shots don't seem to have that zip anymore. Um, like Khalil Roundtree, he seems like his gas tank is starting to fail him a little bit. Um, and Jacoby's just kind of doing more of the same. He's just peppering him up. And while I do think he was taking more shots, I still think Jacoby, for sure. And again, devil's advocate. I mean, he was landing a little bit more, it seemed like. So, Roundtree, if you think so, like I guess. <laughs> um, third round, though, and this is... Uh, Roundtree looks instantly better. Like, it looks like his cardio just kind of... It just took over like a round break or something. His, round, his cardio looks a lot better. But then we start kind of falling into this rhythm right in the fight and it's fantastic and entertaining I'm not trying to say this rhythm is monotonous but uh, it was very entertaining but Jacoby would land a ton of shots all scoring all landings doing some damage and then Roundtree would miss like a couple like three two to three big shots but then he would land that one and um, that one would have like you know not like an effect like where he's stumbling back uh, but he would go ooh okay alright you know stop him in his place 
a good enough power to stop him in his place. And this kind of went for the whole round. And I got to be honest, though, there was moments where Roundtree would kind of put it together a little bit. And he would kind of have momentum shift in his favor. And I, I like those moments enough that I, I actually do give Roundtree that round. Um, so, yeah, that's like the one round I honestly go... Roundtree for sure in my mind kind of won that round again on the flip side I could understand someone saying Jacoby winning that round as well it's 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 a it was an interesting one um but he gets the nod uh, Roundtree got two of the three rounds 29 28 he gets the win and I can understand this argument for him I just disagree um and uh, I think it's a bad call you know and I know like a lot of people say this um they go you don't leave it to the judges. You don't want to leave the rest of your paycheck in another guy's hands. You want to just take it yourself. And I, I'm, I agree with that statement. I think, I, I, you know, if I was doing this, I wouldn't want that. I'd be going for the finish every time if I could. Um, but I, I'm not doing it. I'm not saying I'm, I'm a badass or anything. I'm just saying I, I understand that mindset uh, 110%, especially when they hold win bonuses like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's pretty hard to finish every guy you come across. You know, the, the two guys I can think of, like, at the top of my head, I go, Boss Rudin? It's like, no, he's got two decision wins. And then Costa, who also has two. Um, that's, like, like for my, my old school pick of a guy and a current guy. And I go, okay. You know? So it's kind of, it's pretty hard to get that high of a finish rate. You know, no one has, like, 100% I can think of at the top of my head. Um, and uh, at least fought the best competition. I can't think of anyone with 100%. So, I don't know. Um... It's one of those things where, like, I'm not saying... I, I do think we need a judge reform and, like, a scoring change. But it's definitely really frustrating seeing guys lose half their paycheck just because someone was, wasn't was watching a fight. There's been cases of, of judges on the phone, you know? Uh, it was the Dominic Reyes-John Jones card where the commentators even called out, like, that guy's on his phone. He's not watching the fight. You know, there's got to be something there, especially when the pay system is as bad as it is. Or if a pay system... The pace system would be better if the judges weren't as bad. That's all I'm going to really say on it. I could talk about it forever. And for the rest of the card, here's some big fights I wanted to talk about. Roman uh, Delidzi, I hope I'm saying his name right, knocked out Phil Hawes after injuring his leg with a leg lock. The ref didn't stop it. Like, he pulled his leg out, and it was clearly injured. And there were some protests, like, from Roman, like, hey, man, stop this fight. And the ref's like, finish him. Like, Shao conned him. Like, finish him. And uh, he did. It was kind of cruel. And I kind of... I, I normally I love my violence, man. I thought that was kind of disgusting. I thought it was horrible. Uh, Marcos Rogerio de, Marcos Rogerio de Lima ended the decision streak of Andre Orlovsky with by dropping him with a punch and jumped on top, got a rear naked choke win. And finally, a boy of mine, Chase Hooper, lost. He got stopped with strikes, and a lot of people were kind of ragging on him uh, for like, why is he in the UFC? You know everything. He's still really young. I, always, I feel like I'm always defending him. <laughs> He's very young. He's a very talented kid. He's got wins in the UFC. He's got finishes in the UFC. I, I you know, he's young. You're going to have growing pains, which is what it is. Um, but that's it for me, guys. If you really miss me, then, you know, I have a retro review on the main channel. I have, I have several. You can always watch them. I always love doing them. They're fantastic. Uh, and, of course, next week, I will be here for Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. So be sure to check me out on that. And I also stream on Twitch. I stream on Twitch I, at least two times a week. Uh, at this point right now, I'm trying to work around my schedule, trying to fine-tune it. But uh, you can also catch me there if you really want, or on Twitter. But anyways, I'm Joe with the INC. Thank you for watching.